It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend and co-host, Lindsey Crosby. How are you? I am doing great, Zach. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We've got a ton to talk about. A ton to talk about. Football on the Plains is back. Fall camp is in full swing. But real quick, today's show brought to you by our great friends at Fetch Me, the go-to source in Auburn, Oblique for fast and convenient and reliable meal delivery and takeout ordering. Nobody delivers a higher quality of service from Fetch Me. I've used Fetch Me countless times. Lindsey Crosby, you have used Fetch Me as well. And we love the fact that one great service but also, I mean, there's a ton of different delivery places out there, but it has no impact on the local economics of things. You're you're my money guy. You're the money guy in my life. And um, we love the fact that Fetch Me is local and the money stays in our community. Yes, Fetch Me is uh, founded and owned by an Auburn grad. Uh, nice, nice guy. You know what happened in Auburn Saturday? Tell me. Graduation. Yes. So, full people everywhere you know how hard it was to try to go get food uh it wasn't hard at all if you use fetch me I was about to say i don't actually know how hard it was to go get it because i use fetch me they brought it to my house yes and it was fantastic yeah and they've got a link to all the local hotels if you're staying here locally whether it's graduation or for football coming up and we'll put that link in our show description down below but right now fetch me they have a special offer for locked on podcast listeners go to fetchmedelivery.com or their app and enter the code local to get $10 off your next order greater than $35. And we will put that link in the show notes. We love our friends at Fetch Me. All right, so we got some uh, some craziness to talk about. Fall camp started. Let's just kind of go in chronological order as we go through everything that happened over the course of the weekend. So the we talked about Harson's pre-fall presser on the Ferg Friday episode with Jay Ferg. After that was recorded and after that went up, Harson had two practices. It was kind of like they had a rookie practice and a veterans practice. And I really, really liked that idea. That's something that we haven't seen before. Gus Malzahn did not do that. Um, but I like the idea of, okay, all of these newcomers coming in, they're not going to have any idea what's going on. They're probably going to be super overwhelmed. This way they can kind of get their legs up under them, their feet up under them, and kind of get used to the pacing of what this coaching staff is expecting and what's expected of them as a uh, as you know a D1 SEC athlete. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's it definitely talks about the culture change that we we just keep coming back to this, where Harrison's putting in this whole new way of doing things, and it just seems a lot more professional. There's a lot more hard work involved. You saw what they did in the weight room and in the conditioning and then this just kind of goes right in with that it's just like the nfl does it you've got the vets you've got the new guys and you kind of ease everybody into it i think it's a great idea and i think it's just another reason for us to feel good about what brian harson's doing bigger picture with the program more reps for everyone involved i mean a lot of these newcomers may not have been able to get as quality of reps you get more one-on-one time with your coaches there's a lot to really really like about the situation so that was great that was great 
Also, what came out on Friday, which is very, very interesting, was my understanding of how this happened, because I, I wasn't able to go to practice, but the media that was there watching it, they were asked to not report on who was not there. And so naturally, it gets done, and all these quote-unquote rumors and reports come out that Tyron Truesdale was not there. And it sounds like the reason was personal. It was a personal situation. So, or a, maybe it was a family. Some places said family matter. And so that literally could mean anything on the planet. So hopefully Truesdale is okay. But a lot of folks saying that he will not be a part of the program moving forward. Some people saying it's leaning that way. I've seen several places say it's 50-50. We don't know for sure. Um, but... uh I would not be shocked at this point if that's where we were at based on how people are talking about this. So first and foremost, I hope Tyron Truesdale, the person, is okay. I mean, he has given a lot of his time to Auburn. Auburn fans, um, you know, talked about him a ton over the last few off-seasons in a very positive light. And hopefully um, hopefully everything's okay with him personally and uh, the folks that uh, that are close to him. Yeah, you know, um, how big does the Tony Fair transfer look right now giant just having him just have literally just like him just like him. having him just like him uh if something is going on that will keep truesdale from playing this season uh you already now have your upper glassman nose tackle locked in and the question now becomes who is that person that comes in to fill in for him because look at the man He's 330 pounds I say with air quotes he's not going to make it 60 plays so who comes in in his stead is something to watch during fall camp, but is a lot less of a concern knowing that we have a guy there than if Tony Fair didn't come in, Truesdale's gone, and we just don't know what's going to happen. I think you go into the season with Tony Fair playing on first and second down, and hopefully you can force, you know, third and four-plus situations consistently, and Lee Hunter is going to have a bigger role day one than we thought he would. That's my Mm -hmm. guess of where we're at. I know a lot of people have put J.J. Pegues' name out there, I say stop it to that until he's out there. I'm just not going to believe that he's going to have a big role this year, but he may. I mean, this definitely helps his chances of having a you know a relevant season on the defensive front. I think he will eventually be very good on the defensive line. I just don't think it's in 2021. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, especially in pass rushing situations, just because I, I think he's very athletic and he's good with his feet. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, Tyrell Truesdale, he was definitely – a piece that you wanted to have because you don't have veterans like that and you don't really have just ginormous human beings like that. And with this mentality that Derek Mason is bringing to the defensive side of the ball, not that the defensive mentality needed to change a whole lot because the defense has been pretty solid, but just line up and hit the stew out of somebody was what Derek Mason wants them to do. And the development and the coaching ability of Nick Eason he he could he had a lot of upside. He had a lot of potential going into the season, and a lot of you know you kind of knew what his floor was. And so we'll see. I mean, as of us recording this at a quarter till six on Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon, we um, I, I don't expect him to be part of this team moving forward based on everything that I've read. I hope I'm wrong. Do you have anything else to add there? Backing up to the whole situation of the beat knowing about it and being asked not to talk about it and then some dummy on Twitter talking about it. 
are we do we like the fact that they lit the beat know it and asked them not to talk about it because when gus was here this would have been you just wouldn't have seen the defensive line come out during that 15 minute viewing window and you'd have had no idea until game one when truesdale wasn't warming up well so, i mean that that happened under gus i mean there were times where it was like uh I'm trying to think of an example, but this totally did like Javon Robinson when that happened. And then later we were like, Oh, he had class. So that was why he wasn't there. And it's like, Hmm. Okay. And then then obviously for the sake of being secretive and like, why? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was odd that they told them that. Um, Do I like that they did that? I don't know if it matters. I don't know if I care. It's an interesting strategy for sure because you know somebody's going to do that. In this day and age of, like, everybody wanted to be first, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, in just the this era of message boards and things like that, I mean, there's just no way that wasn't going to get out. Yeah, I do find that odd, and I wonder if it getting out so quickly means we're going to see some things change for the next viewing sessions that the media gets simply because this is like the one thing we've asked of you as far as like, we've been very, very open. This is the one, the first thing we ever asked of you guys and it got broken right away. So I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know. You're listening to locked on Auburn. Lindsay, do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that that surprising? I mean, that's a lot. But is it that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you. I mean, you really don't stand a chance. I mean, daily fantasy sports, it's awesome. Um, But uh, I want to tell you about our friends at Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. So here's how this works. Stat Hero... It shows you their lineup, and it dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy uh, and a fantasy matchup. So, yeah, you it's like, okay, this is their team. Can you beat them on that day? I think that's a really cool idea. So, go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% on that. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Lindsey Crosby working our way through the weekend. Um, the other big news was Demetrius Robertson. Demetrius Robertson, you know, obviously the, the former Georgia receiver transferring to Auburn. Harson talked about that a little bit on his pre-fall presser and said that essentially said that he could be here anytime. And it sounds like he arrived Sunday and he needed to um to pass a physical and then he could practice. And so um it seems like all everything is in order there. Demetrius Robertson 
Missed uh, missed a little bit of fall camp, but all in all, he's going to be here for the remainder of the time. So I think that's a win based on the scheduling of how Georgia's academic calendar matched up with Auburn's athletic football practice. I think that's kind of where we were. I don't think it was anything crazy. That's just what the story was. Yeah. If he was a freshman or even a sophomore coming in and we were relying on him, it would be a little bit concerning that he missed a lot of the offseason conditioning and a lot of the the like the very beginning of camp. But being a being an upperclassman who's played in the SEC for the last few years, you know, we have confidence that that he knows how to hit the ground running. He's going to be able to pick up the playbook and he's going to be able to go out and lead this receiver room like we brought him in to do. Yep. So a win that he's here. Uh, very glad he didn't miss any more time and can't wait to see what he does uh, in this room and how he changes the makeup of this wide receiver room a bit. Right. Yeah. I, I think the benefit that he's going to bring is obviously I think he's going to have instant impact, especially in the intermediate passing game. But it just kind of knocks everyone down one rung. And I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing because I think Auburn's best receiver on the roster before Demetrius Robertson probably should have been our second or third best receiver based on just kind of, you know, overall talent in comparison with the rest of the conference. And so whether you think that guy is Kobe Hudson or Zevion Capers or Elijah Canyon, Javaris Johnson, I think you make the argument for any of those guys. I think the fact that they no longer have to go into the season as the number one guy, and then they can be Bo Nix's number two, number three, number four option, whatever order you want to predict, that's a big thing. That is, a, that is a really, really big thing. And, I mean, these receivers still are so, so inexperienced. And that's a talking point that we've been able to to kind of milk uh, all season or all off-season long, and finally it's here. But there's going to be guys that, that really emerge in this position, and I think we're going to see who some of those guys are. Look, I, I have read and listened to and heard so many people talk about how impressive Tarvaris Dawson was over the, you know, the, the limited viewing period that media has been able to see. And that's just not a guy I was expecting. But, I mean, they're talking about instant impact freshman Tarvaris Dawson. That's a, big, that's a big thing for me. And, you know, my question then is, though, if he is getting targets, who is losing the targets? And I don't know, like... I guess it'd have to be Javaris Johnson. It seems like Dawson is a guy that's going to be limited to a, to a slot role early on in his career just based on his size. Um, I could be wrong there, but based on his body type, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards right now. I could also see uh, possibly Kobe Hudson losing some playing time, and I know he's such a natural wide receiver. It's hard to think that that could happen, but we have reports from over the weekend about a lot of drops from the wide receivers and Kobe Hudson was specifically uh, singled out in one of those articles about, uh, you know, catching just lack of focus type type mistakes. And so part of it you have to wonder is, is he getting all that attention because he is locked in, he is focused. And are some of these younger guys who are having these issues, is that where it's coming from? Is that momentary? Like, is that brief? Does that correct itself or no? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I was talking about this with the folks with the War Report last Wednesday, on last Wednesday's pod. And I said that the arrival of Robertson, I think, hurts Kobe Hudson more than anybody else on this team, you know, as far as playing time goes. Mm-hmm. Because 
I see a lot of similarities in their game, and I know we're limited in what we've seen with Kobe Hudson as far as projecting what he could be, a guy that's versatile inside and out. I think that's kind of what Robertson is. So we'll see. We will definitely see about that. And then, you know, we talked with Mike G with the War Report. He's super high on, you know, Malcolm Johnson Jr. There's certainly an argument there. And and I think, you know, we said this forever, like with Schwartz, I don't care if he was a freshman or, you know, last year when, uh, when you know, it was his third year on the team. He deserved two deep attempts every game because why the heck not? And I think you can make that same argument with Malcolm Johnson Jr. So it's like, all right, there's two there. You got to think five or six targets a game at least are going to Demetrius Robertson. And then you spread the ball out evenly across the other guys, whether it's Capers or Canyon or Javarius Johnson or, or Kobe Hudson, who is a natural wide receiver. You're very correct there. Then it's like, okay, that's kind of the targets. <laughs> like, that, I mean, that gets you pretty close to 20. And like, I don't know how much more you want Bo Nix throwing the football unless he takes that big step instantly going into the season. And I just, I don't think we'll know that until, you know, probably Penn State. But I, I just don't see him throwing it 30 times a game. I could be wrong. But I just don't see that happening right off the bat. So it's like, who... I mean, that, that's pretty even to me. I think that's kind of where you need it to be. What's wild to me is you didn't even mention a tight end in that whole breakdown. And that's a so great point. They've, they've talked about getting tight ends more involved in the passing game. Where is it going to come from? I so, think So that's another of, maybe, th- what, three or four attempts in a game, possibly? Mm-hmm. I think a big part of how often Bo Nix throws the ball is going to come down to how healthy and how effective are Tank Bixby and Sean Shivers running the ball. Yeah. And obviously those first few games, we don't expect Bo Nix to need to throw the ball that much. It should be a run heavy game. Uh obviously given that it's, you know, it's it's accurate in some of these cupcakes. And so like you said, Penn State's really going to be the test of if we have to play a full 60 minute football game, who's getting passes and who's not. We just don't know. Today's show is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built Bar. We love Built Bar here on the show. Lindsay, I got an email from Built Bar um, today as we're recording this Sunday afternoon that they had a one of their limited edition flavors was back. Rocky Road made with almonds and uh, marshmallows. I Ooh. ordered a new box instantly. So it should be here at some time this week. If it's gluten-free, I'm going to bring you one. That is an auto smash on the order. Uh, Rocky Road, yes. come on. Yes, so check that out. I don't know how long it's up. Usually they're up for about a week or so, but be sure to check that out at Built.com. Tons of other flavors, coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, tons of different flavors. They're all high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Order today, Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Head over to betonline.ag, make a new account, use promo code Locked On, get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Lindsay, I, I watched most of the press conferences that happened over the course of the weekend. And man, Harson has done a really good job getting dudes that just aren't going to give you anything. They've done a really, really good job of that. You know, Shivers did a really good job of hyping everyone up. I mean, he and Owen Papo are just dudes that you want to hang out with because they're going to talk about how great you are. Like, I absolutely love that energy. He did a really good job of that. Tank was asked about Shivers, and he talked about how much 
He's getting pushed by Shiver. You know, he's been a guy that's pushed me since, you know, the day I met him. That's something that he talked about. And it's cool to me because all of these stories you hear about Shivers interacting with these other guys is a lot of it's off-the-field stuff because I think that's the kind of guy Shivers is. And, you know, it's well-documented that Bo Nix and Sean Shivers were team captains last year. They were voted team captains again this year, which makes sense. And so not super often where you get two team captains returning. But you hear these dudes talk about Sean Shivers and their interactions with Sean Shivers, and a lot of it is off the field. And that, to me, stands out because I think that's really, really cool. And, you know, Tank talked about being pushed with him. During the COVID stuff last year, we had former players come out on the show, and I asked, you know, who stepped up in the locker room. They all said Sean Shivers here on this podcast. And that, to me, is a big deal because every time you, like, you ask guys about Tank, and this is no disrespect to Tank Bigsby. Please do not take it this way. He's he's young. I mean, Shivers is an older guy. But people talk about, you know, how good Tank Bigsby is going to be this year. You know, last year he was just learning. He's about to get a lot better. He was just a freshman last year. He's about to take a big step. Or you'll, you know, you'll be asked about an offensive lineman, and they'll say, you know, hey, he's been, you know, he's really, like, getting in his playbook, and, you know, he's ready to take this next step. But with Shivers, these individual players talk about stuff that he does for them off the field. And that, to me, is really, really cool. And we probably all catch on to that, you know, subliminally and subconsciously. I wanted to point that out because that guy deserves it. Because that's the hard part. That's the part that makes the locker room better. So props to Sean Shivers. To steal from our friends in the NBA, Sean Shivers is a glue guy. He's the guy that holds the locker room together that people rally behind. If there's adversity, he's probably going to be one of the first people that that gets up and addresses the team and talks about how we have to fix this. Uh, you know, and it, he's just he's a natural born leader. Uh, you love having a guy like that. You love having a guy like that who's a backup and still engaged like that because it's really easy for a lot of guys in his position to be an upperclassman. You've worked so long to get down that they're not the starter. And for him to be like that is great. And yeah. uh, this is now, I think, a Sean Shivers podcast. It is. It is. Now, he's made multiple posts uh, talking about how Locked on Auburn is the best Auburn podcast. But here's I, I wrote a story about this quote on AuburnWire.com. Bixby was asked about Sean Shivers. He said, quote, Worm is a great person and a great running back. We push each other. We have been pushing each other since the day I met him. He's a hard worker. And we have what it takes to keep working. Our work ethic will play, uh, pay off and how we play this year. I feel like we were doing what we were supposed to do, and that'll pay off. But it's all about, I mean, everyone that talks about Sean Shivers, Sean Shivers made their life better. And there's just not a lot of people that you hear talk about like that. So I think that's awesome. Sean Shivers makes their life better. And everything I hear about Sean Shivers is how hard he works. Mm -hmm. And so that's something where everybody in the room with him, whether it's the weight room, whether it's the, the meeting room, whatever it is, he's making those players better. Right. And you really can't ask for much from a guy in a college football team than to just push everybody, be a leader, make people better. Um, Sean Shivers podcast. Yeah. Let me, okay. Colby Wooden had a quote. As well, and this is uh, this is at theauburnwire.com. Um, we're going to be dangerous this year with TD Moultrie and Derek Hall. They'll be speedsters off the edge. Me, Marcus Harris, and Tony Fair will be up in the middle. We'll be dangerous, 
And the new transfer, Eku Leota, too. He surprised me, too. He's a very good pass rusher as well. We're going to kill a lot of people with our speed as well as our techniques. There's a lot to be excited about in that statement. There is a ton to be pumped about in that statement. Um, and I think it's interesting. You know, he talks about who's going to be in the middle with Marcus Harris and Tony Fair and him in the middle. But, uh, yeah, and Eku, um, Eku Leota being a part of that as well. So I, I think that's going to be fun because those guys were not a part of spring. Those guys are, you know, getting their, their their feet wet in fall with this new playbook. And we were kind of asking the question, it's like, okay, especially with Leota, it's like, can can he be ready enough to go by Akron? And so when they yeah. say stuff like that, I mean, Wooden's a guy Wooden's a guy that uh I mean, he's got a lot of experience and he's got a lot of respect in this locker room. And for him to come out and name drop some of those guys, that's important. That matters. Something that I love hearing that I took from that quote as well is the mentality. So we lost a lot of upperclassmen, obviously, you know, with Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, things like that. And Marlon Davidson had a quote last year. Uh, what I love most about the game of football is that I can literally go out there and hit a man consistently and pound him and the police won't come. Nice. And so he's thinking about the toughness required to play in the SEC West and hearing them talk about, like, we know with the speed, like, we're going to kill some folks. Knowing that they have that little bit of edge is something that I honestly worried about losing so many upperclassmen and having a, a younger, much younger defensive line room. So it, it's it's good to hear that they're still thinking about it in terms of attacking, in terms of being physical with the opponents. Um, and I'm very excited to see what happens. It was interesting to see, hear which names he picked because the Ecoliota thing was always a question of how would Northwestern translate to the SEC West. And it sounds like they're not worried about it. They think he'll be ready to go. I've said it time and time again. If you switched... Donovan Kaufman's timing of when he announced his transfer to Eku. Eku was just first, and it was just so long ago. But, like, even Drayshon Miller, both those guys, like, announced way before everybody else. And if you would have made those guys announce later in the transfer process, the the energy and excitement around those decisions would have been so much higher. But it wasn't. But... There's, it doesn't matter. They're still going to be really, really good players for the Tigers this year, I think, especially with them being kind of on the outside because he wasn't super great in run defense, if I remember watching his tape correctly. So um, we'll see. We will see what that looks like, especially with Auburn. From a personnel standpoint, they're going to have to juggle guys a little bit differently in third down situations, I think now with the Truesdale thing, which they may have probably had to do that anyway. So I don't even know if we're even overhyping that or not. But Lindsay, anything else from this weekend you want to make sure we uh, mention? Just want to point out, Smoke Monday gave a bunch of love to Donovan Kaufman and Bidarius Knighton. You're right. Talking about like those two guys, like they've learned the playbook. They know it really well. They've picked it up. They're going to come out there and have an immediate impact. That makes you feel good because you had questions about Knighton's move up in level. Yep. And then Kaufman translating over from Vanderbilt to here. So it's good to hear. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good mention. Good mention for sure. Hey, uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to be, it's going to be a Charlie Tuesday. We're going to record live at Baumhauer's uh, at about 6.30 or 7 o'clock um, Monday night. Come hang out with us on the patio. Would really, really appreciate that. But I believe Charlie Five is bringing uh, Justin Hokinson with him, who uh, just recently was part of the launch 
for uh, AuburnLive.com, part of the On3 network. So, um, yeah, be sure to, to tune in to that. Lindsay, where um, where can people find you and hear you and all that good stuff? I am at Auburn Banker and all the socials in, in our Discord, and you can check me out 7 and 9, Monday through Friday, on News Talk WANI. He's true. Everything Lindsay just said was absolutely 100% correct. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Be the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.